What's up, guys? We are back. We are the High Street Freaks. This is Kevin Harish. I'm here with DJ Burns and Ryan Donnelly once again. No weird travels this time, although I am having internet problems. So, uh, you know, if anybody knows how to magically fix the internet, let me know. Um, so we're here again. We're here to talk uh, Buckeye football once again. Um, actually, I had I had a I had a question to start for everyone. I went to a high school game. Um, I'm not even going to say the high school teams because it doesn't even matter. Um, it's going to be relevant to like anybody who's ever watched a high school game. And it was the most like stunningly terrible display of clock management I've ever seen in at the end of the game, <laughs> and like like just just abysmally bad. Uh, it was like both teams were actively trying to lose, and it got me thinking. Like I thought it was a joke at first, but I was like, man. Coaches just generally need to play more Madden, and like I thought it was a yeah. joke, but like the the more I, the more I thought about it, I was like, well, damn, like maybe maybe coaches do need to play Madden. What, what's your take on that? Uh, Kevin Stefanski's a big Madden player. Yeah, he, he he grew up playing Madden. That's what he actually like. They've asked him before, like, where do you credit your offensive schemes and stuff? And he's like, it started with me playing like Madden. And I said that. I mean, I was saying that back when, uh, you know, I was at we were at Eleven Warriors, like. I mean, how many, you know, it's like a simulator. It's like any other kind of right. simulator. How many simulations can you run? Exactly. You that's know? my, thing. Like, that's my thing is like, like if you're, if these like 70 year old head coaches, the only experience they're having is like the on game, like when they're actually coaching a, a two minute drill or whatever, like you get like how many, how many close games a year do you play? Like three. So you're getting like three games a year, like 15 games over a five year period. Like buddy, like. I play I on my Xbox on with an Xbox Live account and running like 15 2 minute drills a day, you know? Yeah. Like come on. If it, uh, it, I'm I'm not suggesting that like I'd be a better head coach than them, but I am suggesting that like they'd be better if they picked up the sticks a little bit. I think it breaks yeah. down trying to get like you know, when you're just like high on your couch mashing buttons, like that's pretty easy right. to orchestrate. When you got like, you know, a circle of guys on the headphone trying to get through and you, then you've got like an army of teenagers you're trying to motivate. I can barely get like, you know, I hate going out to groups with more than like four people because it's like moving a, it's like moving a boulder down the street. If you're trying to go to like the next place or whatever, I, ah, I don't envy them. I think here's the real answer we need to be doing. Now that we all have business mindset, we need to be running a, a certification for college football coaches and pro football coaches, <laughs> teach them how to run clock management, get a little yeah. online schooling going for them, teach them how to get this stuff figured out. I you know, know. Like, how long did it take to figure them out to let, like, there's a, there comes a time let them sometimes, score. let them score, yeah. lay down. Oh, it took years. Score. Like, they're just it took years. that. I, I st like I remember Baby the first stuff. time I saw that and I was like, yeah, I mean, I've been doing this playing video games for like my entire life. Like it took me like three games to be like, oh, I'm not going to have enough time. I should let them score so that I can come back. Like it, it's not rocket science. Like I, I just, I don't understand that. Like, and, and, you know, like these are the sort of things that like I would mention when I was like 12 years old and every adult would be like, well, it's just not how it works in the real game. And it's like, well, I'll be damned. We're doing it now. Like it, it works. It's unreal. It's unreal. Um, it's, just, it's just the culture. Like, coaches just grow up in, like, a culture of coward. You know, they're just naturally cowards. Yeah. yeah you that's, know? That's, that's entirely fair. I mean, one of the uh, – a great development in, in football is that people are calling out cowardly punts. In this high school game, they were up – this team was up three with, like, two minutes left, and they were, they had a fourth and two – from their opponent's like 42 yard line and they punted 
And I was like, what What are we doing here? Just, like, get the two yards and win the game. I don't know. It's, I, I'm just I'm glad that we, we have a culture of making fun of coaches who do who do terrible things. So um, that, that's just my take. My, my take is generally that uh, coaches need to play more Madden, and I, I don't think that's as controversial now as it, as it used to be. But uh, outside of that, I, I guess we had kind of a, a busy week in um, the, the Big Ten with um and not really news but just like kevin warren just talking about like uh, hypothetical news it's hypothetical news that's kind of what the off season is it's like it's not really news but it could be news one day um we had kevin warren saying that he is uh interested in a revenue sharing model and also interested in um you know you blatantly said like he he could see the big 10 expanding to 20 teams is kevin warren good now is is, is it safe is that like are we, are we there yet that's the thing is, I mean, like, obviously, I think we could all agree that his, like, 2020 season was an absolute debacle, right? Like, it could have gone any worse just in terms of how bad he fucked it up. Yeah, um, unless a kid died or something. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> pretty much. Wait, wasn't he, uh, he took over just after that happened, right? Yeah, yeah he did. He did. It yeah. wasn't under his watch. Yeah, I guess he, you know, got saved by the bell on that one. But, uh, no, I don't know. I mean, like, you can say since then. Uh, the way he's handled the league, I think, has been tremendous. Like, I mean, like, uh, it's looking around at the way he basically – maneuver these last several months you can start back to a lot of folks especially a lot of folks in buckeye media were laughing at the alliance deal whatever they called it what was the deal between the pac-12 the acc and the big ten they called the alliance. it was literally just yeah. called the alliance we're yeah. not gonna yeah. power yeah we're not gonna do we're gonna you know uh, uh poach yeah poaching, no everyone, poaching was, everyone was bitching about that everyone bitched about him like running out the clock on playoff expansion and said oh we're not gonna get a bigger playoff for you know the next like two years it's gonna take longer everyone was angry about that and then you come down to find out all this time he's moving behind the scenes, basically gives yeah. him more time to get better TV deals. He has like by far the richest TV deals in the history of the country. Use that to go get goddamn USC into the Big Ten plus UCLA. It's probably, I think, still going to go get Oregon, Washington, and Stanford soon. It has a real good crack at Notre Dame in the near future, too, in the next year and a half. Uh, I, and, freeze and those bums out. Uh, I don't agree. I don't agree at all. I want, I want the cash, dude. Here's the thing. And unless, the, unless you know, the United States of America reverses these population trends anytime soon, we're not beating the SEC in football year in and year out. We just got to get more money then. That's the only thing we can claim right now. We got to get some That's bags. fair. That's fair. I, I also <laughs> love the – I love it is, that yeah. it, it, ahead, it applies yeah. for the rest, of, the rest of the conference too. Like it's like Wisconsin – there's not a shot in hell that Wisconsin's winning a national title anytime soon. So like at least they can be like, ah, but everyone watches the Badgers. Yeah, I mean, and hell, I guess the argument is like if you start getting – an even bigger disparity of money. Maybe it actually means something eventually. Maybe some of these bum-ass schools start hiring good coaches. Uh, I think on the day this got announced, I tweeted out my list of head coaches and coordinators of the Big Ten that should be fired and replaced immediately with this new money. Uh, go spend some checks, guys. I mean, you're getting now. You're getting eighty million dollars a year to start. Well, go spend are they though? Are are the bum? Are they? I feel like it's just giving money to you know your down and out brother who's always going to be down and out, and like, you know where it's going. You know what I mean? Like me at the heart of my alcoholism. Like if you give me a million dollars, it's going to Tito. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, but here's the thing. I mean, like, clothing, like <laughs> we all say that, but do you guys remember Kentucky football was like for the first like you know all of our lives until Mark Stoops got there? You remember how bad they used to be forever? Yeah. And then all of a sudden, the That's SEC true. is a good league, and recruits start saying, oh, I want to join the SEC. Like, I want to play ball in the SEC, even if it's the worst team in the league. And now they're winning 10 games a year every year. Like, you get, I mean, you get the right hire and enough money in the right league, and anything can happen. As my, I mean, who, who would be I mean, our Kentucky? Like Indiana? Uh, Wisconsin? I guess, no, Wisconsin. Indiana. Good. It could be them, but 
Indiana, uh, Indiana is an one. option. I, hell, Maryland could be an option. Everyone Maryland. makes fun of Maryland all the time. Yeah. But they at least have proximity to recruits. Um, I don't know. Maybe uh, Rutgers if the mob take if the mob yeah. comes back. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, but it it is it is there is something to that. Like if I don't know, it, it would be hilarious if they just like decided those checks start cashing and they're like, all right. This guy's fired. This guy's fired, and they just like immediately start poaching like that. That is absolutely what I would love to see, just like it ma- making direct impact. But um, yeah, I mean, like to to the Kevin Warren thing, like I, it is kind of nuts that like all of a sudden it, it's been like a month, like two months ago. I, I my opinion of Kevin Warren was like completely negative, and now like all of a sudden I'm like asking like, oh. Is he the best commissioner? Like, is is he the best one? And it, it it's just nuts how much of a turnaround it was. I think like part of the issue was, and, and this is working for him now. I don't think he understood college football like at all, or like the Midwest slash the Big Ten at all when he first came in. And I I think that like played into his like handling of the entire 2020 season. Um, yeah. He was just complete completely unaware. I mean, he did play college football, right? I honestly have no idea. Like I, I, okay, I, I, I'm pretty sure he did, but but I hear what you're saying. I, At large, I mean, point, it, yes, culturally, yeah, but yes. culturally, it seemed like, and his son, his son, obviously, famously, famously played college football. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah. Warren played basketball. Okay, basketball, thank you. Yeah, yeah my bad. Attended business um, school and law school. But like, I I just don't think that he was like prepared, and so he's making these decisions, and he probably generally expected it to just be like fine. And like when he's got these angry parents and stuff like that, he's like, "Oh, it'll just blow over." And like anybody who like kind of paid attention is like, "No, these people are gonna burn down your office. Like they, you don't you don't know these people." And so like I think he <laughs> he he kind of needed to like grow into it a little bit. And I think he learned. I think he did. Um, but like now it's kind of helping him because like when he he's clearly an NFL guy. Like he he knows the NFL and stuff like that. But he has he has no problem with like talking about paying players and stuff like that you, in the NFL, you pay, you play, pay players a lot of money. So like things like that, he's not like ingrained in the, the college football, like world. Are, are you, uh, so are you buying that though? Really quick. Do you, do you, do you believe he's telling the truth about the money thing? Or you think that's just lip service? I don't know. I, I think I, I could a hundred percent believe he's telling the truth, especially if he thinks, if he generally thinks that eventually that's going to happen like across the board. He probably thinks like eventually like this is what's going to happen. This is what everyone's going to be doing. So we may as well get the PR and get ahead of it and be like the leader in that. And the other thing is like, if the Big Ten is the first to actually do like revenue sharing, who do you think's like what like recruits are going to go to the Big Ten? Like it's the same thing as like the NIL yeah. stuff. And so like from that perspective, it's like even if it's not a lot of money, like even if their share isn't a lot, or it's just like straight up an equal split among like because there's a lot of things they're gonna have to figure out, and that's kind of what he alluded to in some of his comments. Like he's like, I know that players say they want revenue sharing, but like that could mean a bunch of different things. So uh, we need to talk it through. So it'd be I, nice even if the Big Ten became like I think it's gonna be funny if like just in classic league fashion, the way we fumble this bag is instead of like giving the players actual cash money. We'll give them revenue sharing via like you get stock points in the Big Ten Network and you can have health insurance. <laughs> yeah. uh, stuff that's like it's like good, but it's not going to actually make any recruits excited. They're going to just fuck it up right. that way, if I had to guess. Which would make yeah, I, it wouldn't. It wouldn't shock me at all. I, I think that's the, that's the funny part is like we're we're still not like used to this going well. That like <laughs> even as things are trending, we're like all right, how, how 
what's going to go wrong here? Like, this, this can't actually be as good as it, as it seems. So um, I, I think yeah. that's where I'm at, too. Like, even that story that came out that, like, the uh, university is trying to block UCLA from, from leaving the Pac-12 and joining the Big Ten. It's like, oh, maybe we're not out the door yet. Like, maybe the bag is not secured yet. So um, maybe, maybe UCLA has to stay and that voids the TV deals. I, I don't know. There's, there's still plenty. We're not, we're not through the finish line yet. Um, Man, I, UCLA is the one school. Maybe they'll be our Kentucky. Cause I just, man, I've been on that campus, brother. I don't understand how they lose a recruit to anybody. Right. Like, Oh my, like I, I can spend the prime of my life out there and what, Oh my, yes. Sign yes, me and, up. And, 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 and get academics. Paid? Get paid, go to the school. I have no idea how UCLA is bad at football. I have no idea. No idea at all. In USC, for that matter. Like, USC hasn't been good. How are either of those of those schools bad at football? It makes no sense. Not at all. It's crazy, man. I mean, I will say, though, like, I almost would say UCLA could be our Texas A&M. Where I it's like, yep. you know what I mean? Like, they've got yeah. all the advantages in the world. But they actually have some history of success, even if it's not much. Like I don't know if their campuses could be opposite, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like dark UCD and uh, dark Westwood. That's funny. Yeah, man. I mean, hell, uh, we got BYU and Notre Dame playing a game in Vegas this year, so I don't know what's going on with the energy of college. Yeah, and like. Northwestern and Wisconsin are playing in Ireland. Yep. Yeah. I there was a big that. article. I think in Sports Illustrated. Someone wrote an article like kissing uh, Pat Fitzgerald's feet about how he went out to the stadium to like get a view of his homeland. And, Jesus, haven't uh, the Irish hasn't haven't the Irish suffered enough? <laughs> we, we had to support Pat Fitzgerald out there. Like, well, it, it, it's it's the same thing as like when when we're running NFL games over there and they just get to see the Jags over and over and over, <laughs> like Jags, as, Jets, Jags, Bills, like. DJ, as your good friend says, we are not sending our best. I mean, I think, I think you got to get, you got to hand it to Warren though. I think it was Ryan that first pointed out. I mean, now the, our, our contract's going to expire before the SEC. So we're going to be yes. able to renegotiate again. They're going to be left with our scraps. I mean, he's doing it. I mean, he got UCLA and USA. We'll see that. But, I mean, right now the selling point is Ohio State and who? I mean, James Franklin? Yeah, yeah I mean, well, Michigan Michigan had a good win last year. That was good for Rays, but are they consistent? I don't think they're going to be anything consistent. What do you mean, though? Like, like do you I, mean, are, are, are we asking? Like, is it I, I just said, but, like, I, it's Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, uh, a Big Ten football doesn't really electrify me. You know what I mean? I don't really, like, sit down and be, oh, man. Penn State and Michigan, like, this is what football is all about, baby. Like, it doesn't, I don't know. I mean, I'm a hater, obviously. I'm a natural-born hater, and I hate both those schools. So I, it's not for me, but I, it's impressive that he's selling because to me the SEC is just much better at theater. They're much better at, like, branding. Well, they have know? good players, too, which I Yeah, and they've got, like, this, <laughs> you know, they've got good players. I mean, so, yeah, I, I guess. I guess my thought is just, like, College football is and always will be, in my mind, like a regional sport. And it's also always going to be people that really care about their alma mater. Like, we just have the biggest schools in the country are in the Midwest. Like, you know, uh, Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State and Wisconsin, all these schools have 50,000 kids on campus that all just grow up in a culture that's obsessed with those teams. They're like, the SEC has schools that have, you know, 20,000 kids in them, like if they're lucky. And like, that's, you know, it's a lot of them are commuter schools or people that don't care. I mean, it's just different, I guess. And I, I think that like, the the scale of fan and like the national like level of the fan base the way our like 
Uh, it's a stereotype, but it's partially true. Is that basically like an average Big Ten graduate usually ends up like more economically upwardly mobile than an SEC graduate? Like yeah. if we're talking about that, and more of the fan base comes from alumni, and I think that means there's a more national, spread out fan base that's less regional. That's why they get more viewers because they have viewers all over the country in every market when they it's big time. Yeah, I think I think part of the thing with college football though is like I think at least the SEC has done a much better job than the Big Ten at like making making that the local team. So like there's a ton of people who have absolutely no connection to the universities besides like maybe like their friend's uncle went to Georgia or something like that. But they're like diehard Bulldogs fans like growing up. And I think we see that with Ohio State. Like there's a ton of people who root for the Bucks that like have no real like tangible connection to the university. They're not alums or anything like that. But yeah, like hundred percent. But I think the South, like that's what it is. And I, part of it is like here we kind of have the NFL to like scratch that itch. Like, I mean, I know we're all like NFL guys too. We have our teams and stuff like that. The South, that that's not so much a thing, like just because there's not as many teams, there's not as many cities, there's not as many teams or anything like that. So you've got like, I mean, you've got Carolina, which is like a pretty small market. You've got Atlanta, which is, I mean, probably the biggest team in that area. And you've got New Orleans. And outside of that, it's like, you know, Don't there's just not a lot of Jags. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Jags. So, but like that, that, that's kind of the point. It's like, if you're touting like the Carolina Panthers and you know, is, is one of the like alternatives to watching the Gators play the Bulldogs. Like it, it, it doesn't even really like, I don't know. It, it, it's just different. Like the, the product in the South is like selling your local team and stuff like that. Where in like the North, it's like selling your alma mater. So it, it's just different. Um, and I, I do think that there is a way to market it either way, but it is nice to see, um, I don't know, I, I favorably, like, just because Ohio State's in this conference, like, it's great to see that it seems like it's, like, the Big Ten and the SEC taken off. Like, I, it would suck to just be, like, chilling in the, the Big 12 or the Pac-12 at this point. Like, I, I, I'm, I'm yeah. happy that this is – imagine, imagine being, like, Rutgers in this scenario. Like, you're just grandfathered into this, like, because of some or, – or even, like, Illinois or something. Like, some – whoever you, like, aligned yourself with, like, 150 years ago determines, like – whether or not you're getting $30 million or $70 million. Like it's incredible. It, it is going to be pretty funny if you have a team like Louisville or something that jumps, I, I think theoretically in like a 15 year span could go big East. They were in the AAC for one year. Uh, then they joined the ACC. And if the ACC collapses now and every SEC and big 10 or anything, they might go join the big 12 or something. Cause they're not yeah. getting into the, the big 10. I'll tell you that. No, <laughs> Maybe the SEC will take them, but I doubt it. So, yeah. so you're looking at, at, at a team that could jump, like, four conferences in 15 years? That has to suck to be a fan of those teams. That's terrible. Well, and what's funny, though, is, like, there's tons of teams like that. They're, that they're, like, that's objectively a better program than, like, half the Big Ten. You know? Sure, like, yeah. And, but, but they're the ones that are going to get shafted just because they didn't align themselves with the correct people 150 years ago or how, whenever these decisions were getting made. So, like, you know, during, during World War II you chose a different conference and it, it's just wild that like, you know, someone like, uh, like Illinois or Purdue or Rutgers is, is getting in, but then teams like Louisville or, um, it, it's too early to say on a lot of those ACC teams, but like Duke, North Carolina or something like that. Like they're just like, wait, but where are we going? So I don't know. It, yeah, it, it's just, yeah. it's just wild to think about that. Like just luck of the draw, like a hundred years ago. Well, that's what they get. That's what they get. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I think I think it is like going to be very interesting to see what what they do with this money though, and how the hiring goes. Um, that's the part I'm most excited to watch. Really, is 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 what's happening next. 
Um, are they going to use this to actually upgrade their teams? Are they going to use it to land more recruits? Because like the advantage is going to get even larger. Uh, like the advantage we already have of the SEC is going to keep growing for all those reasons DJ mentioned. Uh, the contracts being reset, the league partners, like more expansion opportunities for the Big Ten as opposed to the SEC. Our numbers should keep going up, and I think theirs kind of tapped out a little. Like they can add a Clemson, that's great, but like they don't have a ton of options besides that, especially if this the Big Ten pursuit of Miami and Florida State is being rumored is going to pay off too. Yeah. Because uh, in that case, the SEC is kind of boxed in. So <clears throat> I don't know. It's kind of interesting to watch and see what happens. Um, but. Yeah, I'm fascinated by it. Uh, I think we had some Buckeye stuff to talk too, right? Do we have any other kind of news and notes you want to uh, run through here, Kevin? Well, we can sure talk about uh, jerseys. Uh, how you guys feel about jerseys? <laughs> DJ, you really reports about jerseys on the internet lately? Uh, yeah, so cr- really crazy situation. <laughs> I, 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 It's unprecedented, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like... No, Jerry's kind of been on a on a heater lately with how he kind of you know he kind of shivved uh, Buckeye scoop when they came back with a whole big request and he just basically said no later losers. Uh, so Andrew Lynn, a former colleague of ours who I believe is at SI Sports Illustrated now, uh-huh. um, and he's all he has a history of being correct on these things. I mean he is um, you know I mean ever ever since I think the 2014 game in Virginia Tech. Um, alternates since I think when he first came on the map for me, uh, but he he came out and reported that Ohio State was going to wear the 2002 throwbacks um, against Notre Dame, which obviously sets off a certain type of fan. Um, <laughs> I believe I believe Tony Jordan called him uh, the, the sleeve stripe faction or the sleeve faction <laughs> or something. Um, so everybody was you know pretty jazzed up. Everybody's like, yeah, this is awesome. I'm a big fan of the jerseys. And, you know, somebody who I think was eighth grade at the time, uh, it would have been a great walk down memory lane. And then Jerry just bombs on him, bombs on our dreams (laughs) on like a Saturday night, comes back and just replies, nope. And uh, (laughs) that is unreal. Just like the one one word, word. period, nope. And Lynn, and to his credit, Lynn had reported, uh, Two alternates against Wisconsin. Oh, Lynn's good at this stuff. Yeah, and Iowa. I'm not dogging Lynn. Yeah, yeah, Lynn is good at this. And so, but I've just, I've never, I'm because it almost made me question, like, is this something like, because they've done that before. Like that's what I always used to hate. You'd report something, and then the other outlets would run to run to Jerry, and they'd be like, "Hey, Jerry," and then Jerry would deny it, and then they'd be like, "Oh, well, you know, Jerry, you know, Ohio State denied this report," and it's like, did they? Like, this is how, like. You're running right. PR for them. Like, they're, they're not going to, like, that's not how this works. Just because they denied it doesn't right. mean what we're reporting isn't true. Like, you you have to, like, he's got a job to do, too, even though he's the nicest guy in the world. And I've just never, I've, I've never, never seen, seen that. that. I've never seen that. Like, just a, just well, a nope, not even, like, DM him or just, like, let him be wrong. Because a lot well, of bullshit gets wrong out there. It was it was great too because like Lynn didn't even just like let it go. He wasn't like, oh my bad. He like kind of clapped back and was yeah. like, he was like, I don't remember. He said something along the lines of like, well then I guess like a multiple athletic sources are lying to me then. Or and leaking like, false information. Was leak, yeah, leaking right false there. information to the lead, to the media. And um, I, I don't know what I, but I don't know what you expect Jerry to say back to that. He was like, yeah, yeah, well, we're know. talking to the wrong guys, I guess. I, <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it just made me more like if, if Jerry was trying to like shoehorn, but like Lynn didn't even like really. Put, but then he like he didn't retract it. No, he did. And he, he was just he, he was just like, oh, I guess well, two out of three isn't bad, and it's like, 
Well, that, okay, that's but the other the thing. Tweet was still up, and I was like, "What's going? That's, what's that's going the on other here? thing here is like, like I'm not, I, I've, I've got no problem with Lind at all. Like, but he just like kind of went in and just like shadow deleted all of that. So like you hit the tweet, the initial tweet about them wearing the uniform is just like gone, and then like in his post on the website, like now it's just those two new uniforms, and it says nothing about any. There's no indication that he ever reported that. Um, that's the, some bullshit. The, the that is some absolute bullshit. And, that, and like, that's ridiculous. Like, I know listen, we're not reporting on fucking war and peace here, but I mean, like, it's still like you, there's a certain standard you should be holding yourself to. And, and like, like I, I've, I, I am the king of making mistakes. Like, let's be clear. Like, I have screwed stuff up a lot. Um, but like, the problem is like when other people are citing your report too. Like, how many? I saw so many tweets that were like, like PFF yeah. College or whatever. Were like, oh, according to Andrew Lind, they're doing this. And like, there's a ton of links back to your article and stuff like that. Like, that makes them look like jackasses too. If they're linking to your article and they click on your article and it's like, this doesn't say that. Like, where are you getting that? Like, you, you know, like I don't know. It, the least I, I you could do is say, I put it in the forum. Yeah, and then I went. I did. I, you know, when I went on a bike ride, I come back and it gets blown up because I, I was like, God damn it, I look like the asshole now. That was just a right. forum post. That's how yeah. it is, and and it's like, like if and it, I've been wrong. I've been wrong on plenty of things, and it's like, if something like that gets picked up and gets shared and stuff like that, I feel like you have a responsibility to say like, Hey, actually, this was incorrect. Sorry. You know, like nobody cares. It's not that serious. Like everybody makes mistakes or has bad information or something like that. Like. It's happened to, to literally everybody, but like just like shadow deleting it and acting like nothing happened, like that doesn't really work here. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's nuts, man. I mean, I really can't get over Jerry actually doing that. It's part of still makes me oh, laugh. It's do, you think, do you think Jerry had a glass of wine? I was thinking that uh, you think it was Jerry? Saturday at five p.m. because yeah. I had had a few. I was I was sitting at a table with two of our, uh, my friends who you guys have met. Uh, you guys know Ryan Stano and Luke Ward, my two good buddies. Uh, we were sitting at a table at a wedding together, and the cocktail hour just started. And we they they put you know they put the rowdy fellas right next to the bar back there. Uh, so we had already had a couple by like 12 minutes after cocktail hour opened. And uh, we see Jerry tweet that. And we're like telling everybody else at the table, like, why do you guys fucking care? It's the highest at SID. And we're like, you don't get it. You don't get it. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, I, like it, it, it probably was that because the report probably came out and somebody probably texted Jerry and was like, hey, can you confirm this? And he's like, no. And he like clicked on it and was like, yeah, he probably had a couple. I, I, I could see it. Like that's just got a little feisty after having a couple. I, I don't know. I love it. I wish I wish he was like that more often, just like – Candid oh, everyone loves it when he does it, right? Especially like his whole saga with Buckeye Scoop. That was fucking hilarious. It was amazing. Uh, yeah, I, I I love I love when he I, and just like when he's a normal guy, like it uh, it it media availabilities and stuff like that. Like he's he, he's a funny guy, and like in ways that you just like don't expect him to be funny. I don't know, but I, I appreciated 100%. that. It, it was great. All, all in all, it was great. But I guess while we're here, what are your thoughts on uh, uniforms? What, what what do you guys like? About, do you guys like the the color rush things that they're going to wear this year? We're not going to talk about the 2002 throwbacks because apparently we're not wearing those. But um, Wind seemed to be correct on the other two, the uh, the all reds and the all blacks. What do you, what do you guys actually, think of those? I should probably pull up his report. Uh, I didn't actually. Uh, I didn't read I re- his. <laughs> I read it. I I have it up right here. If you you want me to. Send okay. It. Yeah. Do you want to share it in the uh, in the thing here? Actually, I'm pulling yeah. it up right now too. There you go. Um, so, so we got. Oh, we I got, got these bl- pulled up. Yeah, we got um, black, all blacks for the Wisconsin game, and then the all scarlets for the 
Um, I like those all scarlets. I'll say that. I do too. I do too. And and so like I was kind of nervous when they when they came out. I was like, is this gonna like not look like Ohio State? But it really does, especially with the gray helmet. Like it it, it does look good. Um, so I, I I'm a fan of that. Um, I, yeah. I, I I'm down with that. But the one thing I will say. And this is probably going to be an unpopular opinion, but I Uh-oh. I really I really like how they maybe it's not that unpopular. I really like how they've um, all of these uniforms are like the same vibe, like they're they're basically the same kit, just different colors. The stripes uh-huh. are the same and stuff like that. I wish they would mix and match on some level. Like I would love to see the black uniforms or just the black jersey with the regular helmets and the regular pants. I think that looks super sharp when the quarterbacks wear that for the spring game. Um, maybe maybe throw some red pants for uh, an away uniform or something like that. It's just like you have all of these options and like the classic like NCAA football where um, you can just kind of like mix and match. You have the slider. You can choose your helmet. You can use your, your jersey. You can choose your pants. I, just, I wish they'd like change it up a little bit. Maybe that's too Oregon of me, but like I, I, I think that'd be cool. I'm of the opinion that like, I don't know. I don't really care either way that much, I guess, is my answer. Uh, just That's my fair. general thought on uh, <laughs> on uh, all this stuff. But I would like to see uh, Ohio State wear those uniforms he incorrectly reported we were going to wear a lot more often. Because that, yes. to me, is the best uniform Ohio State wears. Like, let's it get is. that out there. Uh, here's my opinion on general Ohio State alternate uniforms. Never wear them against Michigan. That should never, ever be allowed to happen. Uh, also, the Ohio State-Michigan game should be like the USC-UCLA game where we both wear our, our home colors. Agreed. That's a good take. Uh, and I, I think that, like, the black helmets suck, those cannibal helmets they did. The, like, 1942 throwbacks where they did, those suck. Those were terrible. Um, but, like, an all-black uniform, an all-scarlet, and I like the cocaine whites, of course. Those are fantastic. There cocaine are whites were the best. And that was against Michigan, wasn't it? I do they believe did. They so were the chrome times. helmets. With the yeah. chrome helmets, too. I, I, liked, I liked the idea, like, when Urban was here, they did the uh, the big game uniforms, like, the cocaine whites were the away version, and then they had like the home version of them too. And I did like that. Like they had like a big game jersey that they wore whenever like it was like a a ranked matchup or a night game or something like that. It just like kind of added a little extra juice, and I I kind of appreciated that. I thought that was cool. But yeah, I mean, for sure. Generally, like I, I I think like it's almost gotten the fact that they have like regular alternate uniforms kind of just like ruins alternate uniforms for me. Cause like it's, if you wear them every year, they're not like alternates. I don't know. Like I, I thought that the, the black ones were super cool when they like rolled them out like the first time. And then it's like, well, they did it the next year against like Nebraska or something like that. Um, and, and so like, it, I think it just gets watered down every time, but I like, I kind of liked the annual, like what's this year's alternate uniform going to look like. And they only wore it once. Like I, and that was cool to me. And like, I didn't want it to be against Michigan. Do it against Penn State. Do it against Wisconsin. Something like that. Not against Michigan, but I did like the like annual like what's this year's alternate uniform going to look like. I thought that was that was fun. Yeah, hundred percent. I think I think it's gonna it's gonna go like I wish it go like European soccer man. Every year just new uniform, new jersey, home, home away, and an alternate. And every you know everybody wins. The jersey freaks they get to you know be jersey freaks. Uh, the apparel companies they get to push the apparel, like and then everybody. If you don't like them, uh, it sucks for you know a year, and we're gonna we'll try again next year. You know who doesn't <laughs> win? The extremely vocal sect of the fan base that uh, that insists that the regular home uniforms are the best uniform in college football, and we don't need to mess I with it. I don't know. I mean, they look good. They do. I don't really like the whole switch it up all the time kind of thing. I like having, like, I think every team should have, like, maybe a new alternate every year. That's cool. But, yeah. like, 
just figure out your best home, your best away. Like for us, the away game should be the cocaine whites. We should wear the all whites for every away game. Uh, I think that's ice cold. And I think for like home games, like it's that it's that championship jersey. And maybe the alternate is one year it's a black jersey, one year it's a scarlet color rush. Uh, they can do I some don't... Buckeye Punisher camo for that one. That, that. <laughs> we can do a thin blue line uniform one year. Uh, whatever else they're into. <laughs> we can do like a Matthew 316 uniform or something like that. Uh, a lot of options out there, but... Uh... <laughs> I, I would love for them to go back to those, those gray stripes. That would be um, ideal. I don't think it's going to happen because I think, and you can see like from even just like looking at, at at those mock-ups from Lind, they've done they've really tried to like like brand the the helmet stripe or the stripe in general so much recently and if you look it's like a uniform size and a uniform color and stuff like that on the sleeves on the pants and on the helmet and i think they did that very intentionally and they're trying to like make that like a thing i don't think that at this point they're going to like after going through all that work to do that they're going to be like ah we'll just throw some gray stripes on there now like i i it sucks because the gray stripes look objectively better, but I think that they're pretty committed to this like uniform stripe on everything. Yeah, it seems like you're probably right about that, which I get. I don't like either. So, but uh, at the end of the day, it really doesn't matter. They can wear you know green as long uniforms. As the teams as, like them, do the recruits yeah, it, like them? Then as, I, as, I like them. As long as the recruits like them, and as long as they uh, they seem to uh, yield good results, I, I could not care less. You know, just put them in whatever. They could wear like lime green as long as they're playing in the natty and beating Michigan. I, I could not care less. So, um, at the end of the day, we we just spent ten minutes talking about uniforms, and I, I don't think any of us really care that much. So here we yeah. are. Um, we, you know, we, we do talk care about, about we, we do care about home field apparel. Yes. That. Yeah, <laughs> they, if we're putting we anything, I, the Bucks <laughs> should just wear home field. Oh, okay. Like, there we go. Like, like, like Ohio State should just like that should be the alternate is like home the the alternate uniform by home field. So they just like wear like a shirt jersey. I I, I think I'd be into that. I, I think home field would do it right. Do, cool. do you think we're gonna get fired because Ohio State didn't crack the top four? Uh, you think all of us are going to get canned by home field this week because the Buckeyes couldn't crack the top four big news yeah. I mean, I would fire me. I would fire me. I spent more. I spent more on clothes that day than I probably have in the last four or five years, brother. I spent yeah. more on I don't, I liquor, <laughs> and I don't. I don't like buy officially licensed gear anymore. But I am jazz. I, Kevin, did you get the the white one? The with sweatshirt. The yeah, we did. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure my wife's gonna steal that from me a lot, though. But um, <laughs> but yeah, that 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 one's solid. Um, yeah, I got I got a crew neck, a hoodie, and two t-shirts. Oh, I also got. I gotta be honest. I got a couple t-shirts for free. Sorry, boys. Uh, uh, I got. Yeah. I'm I'm modeling for that. I got a. I'm gonna go go bench press in the in the home field shirt this week. Yeah, that's uh, fair. Bring in, bring in that demo of listeners. Uh, that's fair. I, I understand. <laughs> no, I understand. But uh, yeah, I mean, here's the good news. Even if you missed the big new Saturday drop, uh, home field apparel is a high stake gear uh, is still available. If you're a Buckeye fan, listen to this, uh, and you can get a 15% discount on your first purchase with the code Meet at Midfield. M E E T A T M I D F I E L D. Um, and I I, th- I think like. Ad reads are like cool things and ads are very good for, for business. But I think yeah. like the cool thing is like we all like objectively like actually like yeah. this too. Matter of fact, like we're, we're, guys hang we're, we're, keep going, yeah. we're, we're we're not just like peddling this to you so that we get like kickbacks or anything like that. Like we we generally like I I've been stoked about um home field getting Ohio State stuff for 
you know, probably like five years at this point. Um, so I, I've been waiting for this, like literally like, like years. So we're, we're not just like, like selling it to you and Ryan. Yep. 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 Ryan's got yeah. the, uh, well, you're, I might have to make a video of this. See here. Yeah, yeah. Maybe not. I'm not really, I really haven't showered today. Uh, <laughs> you hate to yeah. see that. I, I, because the BQ can't go yeah. three. Yeah. That one's good. That one's good. Yeah. But because I couldn't go for three. So yeah, I, we, we, we got them. We are, we are, um, real fans of this we're not just like peddling uh ads to you I, we're not above it we're not above peddling ads to you um, oh yeah but it, you and, should and wait this, till you this... hear our, our payday loan sponsor next week yeah 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 i mean if a payday loan sponsor offered us like x amount of money to we'd give them the space i'm, I'm not above it i'll take the cash that's right dj's so. been looking for some too which is exciting uh, yeah he, he's been out he's been out on the streets <laughs> working it so well, cool. So now we've got, got I've got eight payday loans pending right now. <laughs> <laughs> Who does now that? Who does uh, I mean, now that we've talked about the Bucks a little bit, I think it's time to really get into it and get here what the real freaks came for. Uh, you guys want to get into some training camp bullshit? I, I'm yeah, always, might as well. Yeah, you know, talk about actual football. This is like the first time in like three weeks we're talking about like real football. So yeah, let's you know, do it. I know, I know. I texted you guys a list of some of the stuff I've been obsessed with. Uh, I forgot one thing that we should probably leave off the top with. I, I, DJ, I know you saw it. I'm sure you did too, Kevin. Did you guys see that Malik Hartford hit this past week? Yes. That was insane. I, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. I, For yeah. you guys who missed it, there's an Ohio State safety commit. Malik Harper is a four-star player at Lakota West in Cincy who uh, came across the middle on a receiver who had been led a little bit too far by his quarterback. And it was a clean hit. I mean, put his shoulder right into his chest, uh, narrow left his feet, and just absolutely knocked the kid out. Kid was unconscious, I believe, on the field. Uh, it was a brutal looking hit. Lost his own helmet. <laughs> He's a dog, man. That is. Yeah, a, I, I told that... you. I told you. I like him. I, I, yeah. I said. I, I'm an. I am a. I have that on record. I think that was two podcasts ago. I said that I, I was a Hartford fan. So yeah, and dude, kid's a monster. And I, I love that. Like, I mean, that that's a linebacker hit. Like, that we really haven't awesome. had a truck sticker in the back. I mean, I know, you know, it's been a minute tackling and stuff. We, Josh Proctor had that one hit against Wisconsin. Everyone got excited. Yeah. He has been healthy since, really. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And even, I mean, that was just like a one-time thing for him. I don't know who you could say. I mean, Christian Bryant hit pretty hard, but that was. That's, that's the one. That's the one. I, I remember when, so like targeting was a, was first a thing in the 2013 season. Mm-hmm. And I remember he was the one that was like, well, boys, like I, I'm going to be missing a few games this year. <laughs> <laughs> Ultimately, he, he broke his ankle, like the first, famously broke his ankle the first, uh, or like one of the first home games of the year and probably yeah. cost Ohio state. Something with uh, guys from Glenville breaking their ankle, man. Not good for Ohio yeah. state. Yeah. That was, that was uh, I mean, he, he was legit, very good. And that probably, um, certainly expedited the, the defensive changes on, on that side of the ball at the end of the season. But, um, and then yeah, his, I mean, uh, his little brother went to Cincinnati and, uh, won the Thorpe award. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> crazy. So, uh, that, that's one of those that like, I, you get mad at like legacies or something like that. Like, Oh, how'd Ohio state miss out on him? He wasn't a top 1000 recruit. Like that's just one of those, like you have to tip the cap and be like, yeah. Same with yeah. Antoine Winfield jr. Right. It's like, <laughs> yeah. if, if we actually took a five, nine corner, the fans would freak out. So, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, I, that, that's true. I, I am still a little bit salty about Antoine Winfield jr. Because uh, they're just some they, names. They're just some names you take. Uh, well, they, they, they signed, <laughs> I don't care Marcus, if he's four, seven, they signed Marcus hooker instead. <laughs> You know, like that was the yeah. same play. They, they chose Marcus Hooker over him. It's like you're going to do nepotism. Year after a year after they signed Wayne Davis too, who was actually a five nine corner as well. Yeah. Uh, so, <laughs> so I, I just like that. There, 
I don't know. I, I'm some Zach level Smith one, like, special, by the way. Wayne Davis was a Zach Smith special from uh, Lake Taylor in Virginia. Uh, thanks, Zach. Yeah, he probably, he probably, he, 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 probably knew, he probably knew a stripper down there. Like, I need a reason to come down here. What, what, what are the odds that Zach Smith's listening to this podcast? Hi. Uh, <laughs> well, he's a bitch. Uh, uh, anyway, football. Let's. Uh, yeah, football. Okay, so oh, besides that, there's also the Jermaine Matthews play, the Ohio State corner commit at Winton Woods across town at Cincy. Uh, it wasn't quite the full Maurice Claret or DK Metcalf move, but. He was on the opposite side of the field as a corner. He was on the uh, right side of the defense. Play happens with the left side. Running back breaks the line and is like, should be scoring a clear touchdown. He chases him all the way across the field on diagonal and uh, uh, strips him, recovers the fumble, and uh, and stops the play. Uh, crazy chase down strip and recovery. It was pretty impressive. Um, good showing for high stake. Are our defensive recruits not as bad? Well, I'm not yeah, saying all that. Yeah, I'm not saying all that, but... <laughs> They made they uh, did make two nice plays this weekend. Yeah, we'll take that. I mean, that's just that's the bare minimum. But no, it's cool. Besides that, uh, camp battles going on. Uh, what have you guys been enjoying most? Uh, like the reporting of camp so far. Anything that's intrigued you the most? I guess about that list we talked about. I, I think my my favorite thing about camp is you can just like pretend everything's going to be great. Um, yeah. You know, like. It's just like like all these hypotheticals. Like you can just drink the Kool Aid, and I, I I've always told like I I wrote McKager a while ago. Like I don't I don't want coaches in the preseason to you know temper my expectations. Like I want you to just like sunshine pump and um, tell me all the great things that my team's going to be you know ungodly good this year. And I I think the Bucks have done a good job of that. Um, I you know I I think you've got like Larry Johnson out there saying that he's got like 12 guys that could be first teamers. So I, I love that. I love to hear that. And it's one of those things that you're like, ah, oh, we've got, we've got seven first team wide receivers this year. I, I love yeah. it. Um, so I, I, I think like see on, in a seriousness, I am interested to see that, that defensive line rotation. Cause like once, once the last time that, well, the last time was Chase Young when he was the, he was the best you know, defensive end in the country. But I mean, it, it's been, it feels like it's been a minute since Ohio state has had like a consistent pass rush or like that guy or that first round pick um, on the defensive line. Uh, and I really think that like, even if they don't have like one like transcendent guy this year, I, I really, really for the first time in like a long time really feel like they've got enough pieces that like something's going to happen, you know, like whether it's like uh, Jack Sawyer um, JTT or um, Tyleek Williams, uh, maybe Zach Harrison's going to do some stuff. You know, like yeah. if if Zach Harrison's like like maybe like the the fourth fifth guy in that list, I think it's a pretty solid you know defensive line. I agree. I, I agree to an extent where I think like looking at it, uh, if they don't have an explosive like pass rushing front with all these guys they have and knowing Larry Johnson's history. Like the soul of the program is just dead on this defense. Like, yeah. like, the, like if they don't do it this year with Jim Knowles' history of creating a pass rush, Larry Johnson as the coach, uh, all these five stars on the roster, then like they just gotta go back to the drawing board and try again next year with a new DC and new defensive staff. Get them all out of there. Right. <laughs> like yeah. that can't happen. That just can't happen. I mean, it's not acceptable. Uh, but are we yeah, being man, punished I mean, like, though by like? I mean. Two uh, Bosa's and Chase Young. I mean, in like a five-year span. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I think are, 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 are we being petulant for like 
you know, saying, "What you know? Where are these guys? Like they're growing on trees?" Or... No, I, I, I think, I think Aiden Hutchinson was that punishment. You know, like we we talked so much shit for so long, and <sighs> then Aiden Hutchinson came out, and uh, that, 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 yeah, just your reaction that tells me that that was, that was the punishment. That that was yeah. it. That, that that whole year was that that was what we. I deserved. think here's the here's the thing though is like high end defensive ends are literally the only thing we have over Alabama. Like yeah, that's yeah. it lately. You know what I mean? Like wide receivers. <laughs> Do we have it over them? They I had Devonta I, Smith yeah. and Jalen Waddle. They, they, they had they, they, didn't, they didn't have that one year. They yeah, had I, uh, I, Kelvin Ridley. They <laughs> they, they, they have Jameson Williams. Yeah, so yeah, I, Amari Cooper. I can keep. I mean, yeah, Julio Jones is still playing the league. I believe. Yeah, like I, I think just like that. currently. Like currently, yeah. currently, and like the no, near for future. Sure. I, I, I guess I'd I be like the recruiting pitches. And recruiting pitches. We're beating them under receivers because Brian Hartline's here, but like if you really are looking at like structurally, what's the one that we can say we're better at than Bama? It's, it's because they line. play that three four. They don't have yeah. true top ten pick NFL defensive ends. And That's we true. Do get them, and we got to keep getting them. Like we we can't we can't fuck that up because if we lose right. those guys, things start getting real tricky around here. But well, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. I, like I'm a huge Tumaloa guy, and I think he's gonna be a dog. Same. Uh, yeah, hopefully, he... Stroud can like you know correct our reputation about QBs, and hopefully, we can get Justin Fields out of the gulag. Yeah, in Chicago, and yeah. maybe you know we get Fields out of the gulag. Stroud, maybe you know, maybe we can get quarterbacks in there too on that list. We'll have, then we'll have two position groups over Alabama. I mean, three first-round picks in a row, quarterback basically with uh, Dwayne as well. Um, although, of course, that didn't, you know, career didn't work out the way he was hoping for. I mean, R.I.P. Yeah, peace, yeah. Dwayne. Would be three consecutive starting quarterbacks to high State that are. Uh, First round picks. We assume Stroud goes like, top two, like he should next year. Yeah. Um, well, and, but, and, and uh, I think I think the other thing is like Justin Fields. Uh, nobody's gonna like. Currently, he, he's. I think he's got like ten years. He's got a very long lease of people like before they'll label him a bust because you watch any of the games and you're like, oh, this guy isn't set up for success. So I, <laughs> I don't. I, I don't think there's anybody who's gonna be like clamoring for. For calling Ohio State co- or, uh, quarterbacks a bust if Justin yeah. Fields doesn't pan out in the next like three years. So, but I but. guess really quick because we didn't really provide context at this. At this, I, I kind of forgot to provide context at the start of this when I brought this topic up. Well, <laughs> the guys we're talking about here, the D line, we should get into really quick. Also, uh, we, we it's basically the guys we're talking about here at defensive end. We got Tumalo out. We got Sawyer. We got Harrison. The old steadies. They have uh, Javante Jean Baptiste and Tyler Friday coming back. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to be in the rotation. Unfortunately, uh, I don't like to see that. <laughs> <laughs> see, I, I, see, I'm I'm fine with Every, it. Everybody's got a blank slate with me this it's, year. Everyone's got a blank slate. And, and my my thing is like, as long as those guys are number two, that's cool. Like, that's fine. Well, if if, if those are the guys that are spelling JT if they're, and but if Sawyer, they're even coming close in snap count to Sawyer, JT, and Harrison, then we have they shouldn't. They, they shouldn't. Yeah. They shouldn't. And 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 I think that that's one of those like. You they like we we've talked about this before. Like they can come back. They just got to know their place. And so like yeah, they're they're fine reserves. And yeah. if if you need them to spell and like they can play some first team reps or, or not first team, they can play some reps in the game. But like yeah, I, I don't Tyler know. Friday. Said, I, I guess I I view Javante Jean Baptiste Tyler Friday differently. Friday has been effective when he's healthy. He's just never yeah. really healthy. Jean Baptiste to me is a guy who just clearly did not work out here. And like. He you don't really yeah, need to see anything from him. I, I mean, I've yeah, seen he, enough. Yeah, <laughs> I'll see him on Twitch. I'll see him on Twitch. Yeah, no, him and and then uh, defensive tackle. They have it's it's that's a really confusing position to figure out. It seems like they might go true platoon because you have Teron Vincent, Jerron Cage, uh, Tyreek Williams, Ty Hamilton, and it seems like Mike Hall is making a real push for some reps. Mm-hmm. 
uh, with the course possible, Zach Harrison could play some reps at D tackle as well, if he's, or, or Tumaloa. They're both very effective at that role. Yeah. And Friday as well. Basically, three of the five defensive ends have shown the capacity to play inside a little bit when they want to as well. So you have eight guys that could take snaps defensive tackle that I think are good, um, which is ex- which is exciting uh, considering how shitty the run defense was last year. Yeah. Um, well, and and, and I think. I think like they used to like do the thing. They used to try to convince us that it was cool that they were rotating defensive ends because that meant that they were all fresh. And like, I never really bought that. It's like no. Yeah, it worked one year when you had like four NFL defensive ends in the roster. Right. Yeah. Well, what was it? It was when they had. uh, It was uh, Taekwon Lewis was Big Ten defensive lineman of the year, defensive player of the year. Then they had Sam Hubbard, Hubbard, Jalen Holmes. Uh, I think Nick Bosa playing by then, and Nick Nick Bosa. So like yeah. that, that's fine. Do that. That's yeah. Cool. You had five guys who are playing in the league right now, yeah. all defensive end together. Yeah, that worked out. But, <laughs> but yeah, so so you, you... Javante and Jean Baptiste they win a Big Ten Defensive Player of the Year anytime soon. I'll let you know that right now. Right. So and, and even <laughs> even that year, even that year, they like nobody was pretending that Nick Bosa wasn't like the best of all of them. Like he he right. still got like a ton of the pass rush snaps and stuff like that. So like I don't care if these guys play. Like I really don't. I don't care if they get they rotate in. I just want like the clear guys to be like when the game when it comes down to like when the game matters when the game's on the line and you need a pass rush, I I want to know that those are going to be the guys that are playing. So I I don't yeah. feel like that's too much to ask. I I think that 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 should happen. But um, yeah, if you if you've got to go get a sack this year, the four I want on the field are Sawyer, Tyleek, Harrison, and Tumalowell. Yeah, I want those exactly. four lined up next to each other. And, and I feel and, good. You know, I feel good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, speaking of behind him, the defensive front, it seems like Chip Trayon is making a real push here. Dude, Chip is my guy. Chip You're high is on my Chip? Guy. I'm, I'm high on Chip. I'm vibes only. Just because, dude, hearing those quotes, his teammates, I, I forget what it was. I had in the in the uh, breakfast kegger. But talking about how they've got the, uh, the nickname Hercules for him now. His yeah, name is Hercules, that. and then Chip. We had this dude in high school, dude. We always just see him out. You just see him in the halls. We'd be like, Chip! And, man, like, just being able to do that on a weekly basis again is going to be fun. I'm high on him, dude. And you add in the name Hercules. I mean, come on, that man. That is a good nickname. I mean, you got Hercules and Steel next to each other playing linebacker. I'd be pretty excited about that. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. <laughs> I guess it seems like, I mean, Tommy Eichenberg being a captain is concerning because it seems like they're not going to take I mean, him If that's field. ceremonial, fine. But, like, man, I really feel like at the end, like, you know, if we're, yeah. if we're, if we're cheering for Tough Borland 2.0. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I, I mean, uh, I think I think at least Eichenberg's still better than Tough. I, I, I'm still. Yeah, that's not, that is I don't know. Eichenberg. But, I mean. A tough, I mean, here's the thing, though, like. When Tuff was just doing his job against, he was putting the field in the wrong spots a lot of times. Yeah, he sucked. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But if you just asked Tuff Borland to play run defense against Wisconsin, he was yes. a killer. He was great yeah. at it. He was good if at what he did. Do anything else? He was terrible. Well, that, that's that why. One that's thing why he was good at. Eichenberg can't even do that. Do, yeah. That, do you remember? Do you remember Tuff's, <laughs> Tuff's coming out party was against Army, which just rules. That like the best game of his career was his first game, and it was when he had like twelve tackles and a half against Army. And it's like yeah. that's just that's who he was. Like that that's who 100%. he was. Yeah, and I I mean I I vividly remember a play last year. I believe it was against Tulsa because I was in the shoe for this game. When Eichenberg was, uh, they they ran like a stunt blitz or something like that, like a run blitz up the middle, and he just ran into his own defensive tackles ass yes. and fell down on the play. And I was like, damn, dude, like <laughs> <laughs> your face just looked so disappointed. <laughs> like just and remembering I, that. Because I think later in that game, Cody Simon did the same thing. And I was like, 
Well, there go the two oh. young hopes. Like that. There we go, yeah. guys. Like I, I've seen enough. I've seen all I need to see. On well, that. I, to, to be to be fair, I've said this before. Tough also like knew what he was doing every single play. Like he was never out of position. And yeah. if something he went just wrong, wasn't good enough to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly, I mean, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, and, and like and like like you said, like if his lane his his lane was filled, like he he executed his job, whatever. If he had to do anything else, if a running back busted it outside and he had to chase him down to make a tackle, it, it wasn't happening. If he had the, if there was a busted play and he had to go into coverage, not happening. But the way like, his head he, bob when he ran, like, like <laughs> bobblehead, oh, yeah. running like a Lego man with uneven legs. He looks like he was uh, doing the neck curls. He was like doing remember, neck curls on a cable machine when he. I remember running. when he committed. We were all we were all at uh, Park Street patio. Like Good downtown. God, that's what that's the day. Yeah, yeah, we were down. It was like for the spring banger, I think. And tough committed. And Berm at the time was sitting there, probably about two or three meters deep, and he just looks at his phone. And he goes, "God damn it!" And, we're like, what? <laughs> and he's like, "Tough Borland just committed." I was like, "Who the hell is Tough Borland?" He was like some Wisconsin legacy. He was like, he wasn't supposed to commit. I guess he just committed. And Berm was all pissed. He had to like leave and go. So well, the, the best was Michael Citro. If you remember Michael, he wrote his commitment piece. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he was down in Florida. Yeah, so top yep. one. He's been ag- he's been aggravating people around me basically, literally since he committed. Yeah, that, that yeah, never but... works out. Like problematic commitments never work out. Remember Marcellus? Yeah, Jones? Was, Marcellus Jones was that Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah, it was Christmas Day. Yeah, and everyone. Oh, everyone that asshole. Complained about that. that. Yeah, that is a prick move. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Uh, <laughs> no, but I mean, I don't know. I I think it is like. It's disgusting to say, but I'm almost rooting for the linebacker pairing of the two running backs. Right, players. right. I want like It'd be awesome. Let's just double down. If it works twice, like fuck. I mean, it. the, I the Browns, they're all you know the analytic gurus or whatever. I mean, they consistently rank linebackers as like the least valuable position on the field. So you know, why don't you just go get some athletic freaks yeah, and say 100%. run that? You know, run that way. I yeah. guess. Are you at all concerned about the fact that? Uh, Chip is uh, five foot eleven, two thirty. Because <laughs> that makes me a little. <laughs> His name is Hercules, bro. Yeah, yeah. His name he is her. Like, I, I mean, like... Steel's six foot one, two. Basically, we're we're and those out little... two sawed off shotguns at linebacker. I don't know. You know how I feel about and that. we don't. I mean, it's not like he's playing in the league. I mean, if this yeah. were the NFL, you keep that's not playable. But I mean, college football. Can you win with him in the game? I mean, also like uh, like I feel like I'd rather only... have him than Puff Borland out there. I feel like that matters the most in coverage, and it's like there should not really be that many scenarios where, like, I'm relying on him to break up a pass. If that makes sense, like, where you yeah, it's but not, I guess it's not like Gronks. Gronks aren't running wild in the Big Ten. I think you just can't have like I hate when when I'm having a game and a guy on my defense they're playing find the fish with and like a, a team that's good enough can just go after your weak link on defense in the back seven, yeah. every single play. Like that is the worst feeling. So, so I, I, I think that that was a much bigger concern under the previous regime when you knew damn well, the same defense was coming out on the field every yeah, play. For sure, for sure. And so like, like I, I, I have not, Jim Knowles has not coached a game for Ohio state yet. And I like sincerely believe that if like they did that for two drives in a row, he'd be like, "All right, well, fuck this. We're doing something different." And so I, 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 I have so. no confidence yeah. that they did, they would do that the past two years. It would just be the same defense out there. So, um, from from that perspective, like yeah. if they're picking on somebody, they'll change it up. So I'm, I'm not really super worried about that. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. Um, 
No, I'm excited about it. I mean, it seems like they're basically putting Taraja Mitchell and uh, Palliene Atete in the woodshed and not letting them come out to play this year. I think they're both backup Sam linebackers right now. Um, no need to see them play at all this season. I'm good. Uh, I've had enough of that. They can, they can get their free master's degree. That's nice for them on their personal lives, but they should not be playing for the Buckeyes this year. Something's got horribly wrong if they do. Um, I don't know. You guys think we're going to see CJ Hicks this year? I'm on. <laughs> I have NCC. I played too much NCA growing up. So I have NCA brain where I'm like, yes, of course you play the freshman, get him out there. You know, he might be 76 or whatever to start. You play him, you blood him. And <laughs> by sophomore year, he's a banger. You know what I mean? So I'm always a, play the young guys. I love nothing more than playing young guys. I, yeah. I think the I real be all freshmen. If it was up to me, I think the real one is, are we going to see Sonny styles? That's a great Ooh. question. I, I, I'd assume, I mean, like here's the thing is, the Ryan Day strategy last year, I'm not, I'm not trying to rehash the Quinn Ewers thing. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to let a guy enroll early, then like guarantee he's never going to play. Cause then you just wasted the year's eligibility. Like if Sonny's good enough to play and he is, he, he should be in the rotation. If he's better than, uh, you know, Cam Martinez or Kai Stokes, whatever position he's competing at for safety or better than one of the linebackers and is playing there. Like if he's playing, I, I don't know. They've moved him like four different spots, right? In practice, he played everywhere. Wherever he is supposed to line up, if he is better than the backups there, let him play backup and see what we got, and then he gets a chance to get in the field. And and I, and I think it's a little different. I mentioned this in the Kegger too. We're we're really good on Kegger references here. Um, I, the, like this good is a different. Yeah, it's a, it's it's a different scenario when um, this year with with Sunny Styles than it is to Quinn Ewers. Like because Quinn Ewers just like decided at the last minute what he was doing. Yeah, he came in in the middle yeah. in the middle of camp. Like while you're trying to get reps for a first year starter, and you knew damn well it wasn't going to be him. Like I, I get why he, like Ryan Day's hands were kind of tied there. I don't think that he should have let him enroll. I think that's the problem there. But like Sonny Styles has been around enough. Like he's been practicing. Like they know what they're getting. He's not like stealing reps from anybody. It's also not a position where like you can't like get more people reps. Like he, I don't know. It, I th- I just feel like it's a completely different different scenario for him. And so I think that's going to yield itself to like he might play more, you know, like it, yeah. who there's there's no reason why he can't see the field in the second half against Arkansas State, like you know. It, Dude, if he gets I, like if he gets a pick against Toledo or something, people are, we're going to lose our minds. You know what I mean? Oh like, yeah. If Sunny Styles gets some Malik Hooker style interception against Toledo in the, in the it, it's going to rule. Oh, Ohio State fans are going to be on the message boards going absolutely bananas. Uh, yeah. It, <laughs> I'm excited just thinking about it. Um. Also at that position, by the way, Court Williams seems to be kind of finally coming on after getting healthy. Uh, he's a guy I've been clamoring to see more of for what feels like a century now. Just has not really had a chance to play here. When he did have a chance, he was kind of hurt. Um, they bounced him between safety and linebacker. It sounds like right now he's playing that uh, extra safety role. Like they're putting him in that kind of uh, basically the same position Tanner McAllister plays, but is functionally a Sam linebacker in heavy packages, is my understanding of like Court Williams is going to play there. Uh, and be the third safety slash third linebacker if they go in heavy formation. Um, he is fantastic. Everything I see him, he's the most explosive like player in our in our linebacking core. He should just be a starting linebacker every rep, in my opinion. I don't need to see Tom Aikenberg ever again. Again, it could be steel, it could be uh, steel Chambers and Corey Williams, and I'll be happy. But I want to see a lot of him this season. I'm hoping we do. You guys have any any thoughts? I have a friend. Uh, we'll call him uh, the helping technician. <laughs> but no I have, I have a friend uh he's still like he he knows his shit about the program he's been raving about williams too uh he's been saying yeah that like 
pretty much exactly what you just said. That you know, like he, they need they need to find a place for him on the field. Dude, he, I think it's because he, he apparently he's just been making plays. That's what he does every time he steps to the field. Every time you see him like take a rep, he just looks more explosive than everyone else in the defense. He just moves it like the same way Steel Chambers came on the screen and just popped last year. Like you just saw him. Him and Ronnie Hickman could just move around the field yeah. faster than anyone else in the team, and that's what Court looks like. Yeah, and I I think that like. In the past, he's he's kind of one of those guys that like didn't have a position, um, didn't have a spot. Like you didn't really know where you'd plug him. He was just a guy that you needed to get on the field. And again, yeah. I trust the current regime to like create a spot for him way more than I did the previous ones. And like he seems like the sort of guy that would just like under the previous uh, defensive coordinators um, would just kind of get left out. You know, like he'd end up transferring because they couldn't find a spot for him. Whatever. I, I'm yeah. just really excited that. There's all of those like hybrid guys with very unique skill sets and versatile skill sets that appear to be able to be used in this this defense. Like you know, like yeah, well, there's shit, a space we just for. Want to walk though? We had Craig Young was the same thing. We just let him walk to Kansas this past offseason. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm reserving judgment <laughs> because I have no idea how good or bad he is. Um, yeah, but I. I, I, you know, I, it, at the end of the day, like he went to Kansas, so that's telling on some level. But, um, well, you and, you and I, you and I disagree on Kansas. You know, I'm a Lance Leipold stand. Yeah. That's my, yeah, right. that's my boy. I think he's a dog, but, uh. right. But, but, like, I, I don't know. And, and, and that was, when did he leave? He left, like, last season. That wasn't, that was before, uh, Noel's he left over, during right? the season, I believe. Yeah, before Noel's yeah. I think it was, like, like, maybe in January is when he transferred out. Yeah. He was and there and for so, the spring ball at Kansas. Right. And so, like, maybe that's a guy that, like, Knowles comes in and is like, oh, you're super versatile, you're fun, you're fast, you can do a lot of things. Like, we'll find a place for you. Um, yeah. and, and so, like, I, I just I'm, – I'm excited that the defense seems to be, like, doing fun things like that instead of being like, well, we've got these two safeties in these two corners, and if you're not one of those, like, you're going to have to – you know. They're, 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 it's right. like they're, you're trying to fit a, a square peg into a round hole and 100%. instead of just, like, cutting a new hole, so – like obviously we're we're partially just guessing on Chip to try to figure out what he'll become, but theoretically, rules, yeah. a linebacker group of Chip and Steele with safeties of Court, Ronnie Hickman, and Josh Proctor—that is it a fast, mean yeah. fucking group. Those guys can all of them can hit. Uh, yeah. Again, pending Chip theoretically, uh, that is a group I'd like to see play together. And I trust our corners. I think we have great corners this year. I'm mm-hmm. very confident in the corner position, um, the defensive line. Again, if we play the right personnel, has some potential, and it's Larry Johnson. I feel like he can get that fixed. Are we all in agreement that JTT is the alpha dog? That he's he the best. Player. About you mean you think he's, he's the best player on the on the on the team? Because like yeah, Larry, yeah, because but that's the I, best pass rusher. Yeah, because Larry was saying we need we lack the alpha dog. And we have one now, but he wouldn't clarify who it was. It better be him. I mean, because <laughs> <yeah. Yeah. laughs> I don't know. I uh, I know Jack Soy had a nice spring game, or whatever, but. He did not look. I know he had he had not played football in quite a while when he played last mm-hmm. season. I'm hoping it was just Russ getting knocked off because he had sat out his senior year and played quarterback for a lot of his junior year because of injuries to the team. Uh, so really hasn't been a full time defensive end. Seems a sophomore in high school until yeah. last year. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing what he looks like this year. But all that having been said, I like JT better regardless. Uh, I, I think it has to be JT. It seems like they don't really trust Tyleek like on a personal level. Like that's kind of the vibe I get from that room is they like. <laughs> I think he's one of those guys that, like, there's this player on every team at Ohio State, a guy who gets on the field, looks great to every fan watching, every every observer. But for some game, reason. But never gets more reps. And it's you always yeah. find out, like, oh, he's a bad practice guy or whatever. It's what people yeah. say. But, you know, this is Brendan Matt White. Jones, too. Except, yeah, Brendan White, right? But, like, Matt Jones, 
every time he came in the game the last two seasons would just knock guys on their ass. And now they're finally going to start him as a senior and they're going to make up like, oh, he actually really matured a lot and got things figured yeah. out. And it's like, he was always an ass kicker. He should have been playing. Play him. I hope JT and Tyleek are, are playing every rep this year. Yeah, same. I, I, I love Tyleek. I'm I exaggerating think he's... that. Tyleek is a freak. No, no, Ty- Tyleek's awesome. I think that he's, I mean, you see all those metrics. It's like, oh, this is the one of the best pass rushing defensive tackles in the country. And it's like, ah. Oh. And then you look at the snap counts, you're like, ah, oh, that doesn't really make sense. But yeah. And people were saying, like, oh, he wasn't well conditioned enough. And I'm like, that's an excuse to say you can't play 50 snaps, but you can't play 10 snaps. You can't play 15 <laughs> snaps. <laughs> right. That's not conditioning, brother. That is something different entirely. That is a different. Right. Well, and, and, to, and to say he's and, not conditioned, it's like, but he still like has the best pass rushing grade in, in the Big Ten. So like, yeah. clearly when he's in, he's fine. Like, and I thought he was a good run defender too, by the way. And but yeah. it also is, I have to admit, Mick got me on this one. It's very funny to him to do this. Mick Marotti making. Everyone gain weight except the good run defenders who he made lose weight. That's funny. I got to give it to him. That's a really funny move. Uh, there are people defending that. A friend of the show, Solomon Dabba, like a lot, was tell- I think I already did his complaint on the podcast. I'm going to be bitching twice about this, but said that, well, Tyler Williams had to cut weight because of conditioning. I was like, if you can't get a 19 year old in good enough shape to play 30 snaps a game without making them lose 30 pounds, you fucking suck as a strength coach. You are a goddamn bum if that's the truth. Uh, there's NFL defensive tackles play all the time at 330 pounds. He's 19 years old. He can't catch his breath. What's going? Yeah. I mean, like, what? Look, like Aaron Donald. Aaron yeah. Donald's a big guy. Aaron Donald's light. Yeah, he's like 290. But I, I, I hear your point. Your point. Your point's valid. Cam Hayward's a big old boy nowadays. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he plays every rep. But so. yeah. Anyway, um, I am excited to see JT this season. I'm excited to see Tyler Leak. I have been a Zach Harrison optimist and Zach Harrison defender since he got here. I think he was our best defensive lineman last year. Yep. Um, basically, he gets dogged by people because he's a good run defender and not a good pass rusher. And people want to see defensive ends rush the passer. And that's valid. That is his job. But he shouldn't really be playing defensive ends. I mean, he is an, he's a defensive tackle. My well, they, put, they put him at defensive tackle in um, the Rose Bowl a few times. He, play, he yeah. played a couple he snaps. He looked really good doing that. He yeah, did. he did. <laughs> yeah, it was great. I, I, don't, I don't think that I, he's – I'm not sure he's big enough to be like an every down – Defensive tackle, um, like he, he's not. I don't. He's not like a, a nose guard or. Yeah, I mean, he could play three tech, but um, he's he's a, the sort of guy that's a change of pace. Um, I think he's probably more effective rushing the rushing the passer is a uh, on the inside too. So yeah, I, I'm I'm all in on that, and I, I love Zach Harrison. I I think that you're you're absolutely right. He was the best defensive end on the team last year. I think the other thing with Harrison is like it's one of those things that's like expectations versus what they give you. And so like he was such a, you know, sought after recruit, um, you know, like five-star guy that everybody yeah. just kind of wanted him to come in and immediately be chase young. And when he's not that he's labeled a bust and it's not good enough that he's just like, you know, is who he is. Right. But like if, if this guy, if, if he came in as a three-star or a four-star, we're not having these same conversations. Like everybody's just very happy with the production that they get from it. Yeah, for sure. I think to me, uh, like what I want to see from uh, from Zach Harrison is almost like what happened with DeForest Buckner and Eric Armstead at, at Oregon. Like remember when they had those guys back to back years where yeah. they're both like six six and they got to the NFL and they bulked them up to like three hundred pounds and now they play defensive tackle. I think that's what yep. he should be because like those guys were uh, good. Like I, I mean, like uh, what's it? Um, DeForest Buckner was really good in college, uh, but even his best season as a senior, he had like. I, I guess he jumped from four sacks to junior, ten and a half as a senior. He has the same build to me as Harrison, kind of a similar background. 
That to me is the guy that I look at as like what Zach Harris should be is the Forrest Buckner, um, which it's hard to compare him to all the time all pro, I guess. But that's like that's the target for me if I'm if I'm trying to build like a. I'm trying to build a, a future for for Zach Harris. That's why I want well, to become. I, I was talking about Zach Harris and like on on Friday, just remembering the kind of athlete he is too. Like this is the sort of yeah. dude that like like it two sixty six six was the anchor of his four four by one hundred meter relay team. He played wide receiver and was like mossing kids. Like yeah, this is a famously, freak athlete. He famously won a regional track meet wearing regular tennis shoes and not spikes because he forgot his spikes. Yeah, or like yeah, his like, shoes I, couldn't fit in the spikes or something like that. I forget yeah, I, I think that. that's what it was. Was his feet were too big for for the spikes, and so he had to wear like just regular tennis shoes. And just still, like, like was the anchor, and and they won the race. Yeah, yeah. Imagine like uh, like you've seen like those small skinny track kids. Like imagine like you're lining up, and this gigantic six six two sixty monster comes over and is like anchoring next to you. Like that's just yeah. the most intimidating thing in the world. But yeah, I mean well, he's he's an incredible athlete, and I I think that. I'm very excited to see. I, I think that he will get better um, by JT and um, Jack on either side and um, kind of, yeah. you know, stealing some of that, that attention from him. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I, I am, I think I tweeted this, but like, like I said, it's the time of the season. This past Monday starts when I go from being a Ryan Day hater to being a Buckeye optimist. And it's time yes. to start, it's going to win the national championship. Yeah, and it's yeah. time to start circle the wagons. Yeah. It's uh right now it's just it's all us like I ever, like I'll give my complaints about Ryan Day in public other times of the year but right now it's time for the Bucks to, to lock in. When He's the best coach. He's a Hall of Fame coach now. <laughs> I agree. I mean, I I know I'm taking him over except Nick Saban. I'll tell you that. Uh, did, <laughs> did, you, did you see my tweet about the guy uh, taking the DUI test? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> coming back from Youngstown, dude. He like he has a hat on. He has like a sweatshirt. Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, because it's never good when they have the backup. It's never good. Yep. <laughs> and he's like standing there talking to him for fucking distance as I'm driving by, and then I just see him like raise his hand. <laughs> and uh, tell, tell the listeners, tell the listeners what time it was. Uh, oh, it was 11 a.m. on a Saturday. <laughs> I'm I'm driving by, just shaking my head, like, brother, we don't even play Notre Dame for two weeks. <laughs> you know, I, I guess it's a good thing. Get, you He's know, mid-season. Get the, yeah, get the ball rolling on the proceedings. That way, you know, you can get yeah. a little replay. Well, if you figure, <laughs> hey, maybe it's the long-term play by him. He might say, well, hey, my license is going to be spent for the next three months. There's no way I can leave the house on Saturdays. i got to stay at the box every, <laughs> every Saturday. I, Galaxy I can't go anywhere. Right i, I got to get locked in. So I salute him for his, his efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait for the fucking season, guys. I'm so excited. We are... Uh, less than a week away from college football is the time recording this. We're recording this on Sunday night. We are like basically it's cooking out Monday. We're five days away from ball. Uh, I mean, it's going to be like two shitty Big Ten games. We're going to see Nebraska play Northwestern and Illinois play Wyoming. Oh, but it, it's going to be. I mean, you know, I'm watching. It, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's my last Saturday in New York uh, for a little while, and uh, you know, I don't give a shit. I'll be watching ball. You know, that's that's what I'm here for. I'm, yeah. I'm locking into those games. Yeah, so uh, we we we're excited. And, and next week's pod, we're breaking down a game. We're talking Notre Dame. So, oh yeah. Um, so we and will... after that, we should we should probably mention this uh, for everyone staying to the end of the episode. Um, and we'll be starting our premium episodes of of, uh, of High Street Freak starting next week. Um, so we'll have we're going to talk about the format. We'll tell you guys that next time we talk. But uh, we're going to have a premium and a free every week. So we're getting two episodes a week for the season. Um, so look forward to that coming your way. I think you guys really enjoy that. Um, and that's a 
only benefit you get if you are a subscriber of meet at midfield.com, our college football website. I think we forgot to mention. <laughs> we do that every week. Yeah. Fun fact. We have, a, we have a website together. We, uh, we got a website together. Yeah. It's the only Ohio state Michigan website on college football, uh, internet on the internet period. Uh, we have some great national coverage, great big 10 coverage, uh, extensive coverage of Ohio state and Michigan, uh, and other parts of the big 10. Um, so we'd love to have you join us on there. We have, in my opinion, the best forum on the internet, great, great forums. Talk about college ball without all the freaks and losers you get on normal forums. Um, only a few of the cool freaks and losers that we like. <laughs> and, uh, uh, also you guys can help us out if you listen to this by leaving a five-star review, uh, and making sure you subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends, leave a five-star review, tell your buddies to listen. Buckeye season's here. It's time to get locked in with the boys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks guys. Uh, and we will reconvene next week to uh, to talk about the death of the Irish. That's right. Go Bucks.